What is up, everybody? Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of the betting show for SureDog.com. And today we're talking about the massive UFC 272 card, which goes down this Saturday night over in Las Vegas. And oddly enough, I suppose, for uh, for UFC title fight or UFC uh, uh, main cards and, main, and UFC pay-per-views. There's no title fight uh, on this. We usually have a, a big title fight at the top of a pay-per-view. But today it's a grudge match, um, or, or Saturday even, it's a grudge match that has been talked about for a while. Colby Covington versus Masvidal. You know, there was talks of them going into uh, uh, going into tough and going up against each other. And, you know, a lot, a lot to talk for lots of years. Obviously, if anyone has watched the Countdown show or anything this week, uh, you will see kind of the backstory to that, which I suppose is that uh, allegedly Colby Covington stiffed the striking coach uh, in ATT, who was great friends with Masvidal. Um, Masvidal obviously took exception to that, uh, kind of fell out with Colby after being teammates with him, after cornering him, after letting him sleep in his um, house or apartment or whatever it is. And uh, it all kind of starts from there. Now, I think for a lot of people... You know, obviously some people had heard that story, knew that story a while back. But I think for a lot of people, they thought it was just Colby kind of talking smack on him and Poirier and others in the gym and that Lambert Truma. But it, it seems like it's more than that. And it, it definitely is more than that. And uh, it has become maybe a story and, and a storyline that we haven't seen in a while in MMA. You know, back in the day, we all, always had a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, I've mentioned it on, on the preview, but Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell, Rashad Evans, uh, um, John Jones and, and others like that as well. So, uh very interesting and you know that kind of plays into uh the betting as well sometimes in these fights if these lads are uh <laughs> you know if, if they're uh emotionally invested it can help one ca- game plan and hinder another and we will we will get to that uh, in a second because uh, my flyer bet actually this week is uh is the main event now I must say, the last two weeks of my bets have not been good. You And we had Bellator Dublin last week. And the last time we had Bellator Dublin, I think I got either three out of four or four out of four. It was close anyway. And the, the big Cage Warriors cards with lots of Irish, Irish people. I got most of them right. Not It hasn't been a great two weeks. But we're, do you know what? We're going to bounce back today. Uh, as I as I t- as I tweeted after the fights last week, lost all five bets. We lose more money next week, so, so here we are to lose more money. But as I said last week, and as I say every week, please bet responsibly. You know, if you put only put on a couple of quid on on all the bets last week, you haven't lost too much. You know, so please continue to do that. Uh, or, or even just tune in and, and watch what you think, uh, how you think these bets will go and, and uh, send me abusive messages afterwards and how bad I am. But no, there's been lots of support. The numbers are growing in this and there's a lot of people listening to it and watching it. So I really, really appreciate it. And we'll uh, we'll keep it going because uh, I enjoy talking about it, enjoy kind of, you know, some of this, you know, some of the fights uh, on the undercard and stuff. Um, it's good, I know, for a lot of people watching. For me, it's a little bit different because I'm watching with an unbiased head on, I suppose. <clears throat> but it's good to have, you know, a kind of a horse in the game. <laughs> you know, if if you bet on, you know, fighter A and on prelim B and and uh, they win, you're delighted. If you had bet on it, it's like, ah, sure, I'm not, we'll even bother watching that. But I, I think that's what a lot of people do. But that's another reason to absolutely bet responsibly. Um, all five bets this week are from... UFC 272. There is a Cage Warriors card over in um, over in the states as well. Not, I don't think there's any of the local fighters here, so I'm going to avoid that one for one. But although there is Jer- Jeremy Lebiano against uh, Wilson Hayes is on that, uh, I believe this week. That's a very very good fight as well. So um, you know, there there it isn't just UFC, but all of mine this week are are from the UFC. So I get uh, straight into it here. 
Um, and I suppose the first bet I'm going for is the one with a bit of news in it. I'm going for Rafael Dos Anjos at minus 190 uh, over uh, over Renato Maicano. Now, I looked at that last night, and I think the fight has actually become official since then. And he's actually, do you know what? He's minus 170 now, so I'm going to adjust that. He's minus 170, so even uh, that that's even further in now. So that's very, very interesting here um, that Dos Anjos is... And and that I, that me, makes me even uh, further to my bet. Now remember as well, this is five rounds. That's very very important, I think, because the Sanchez was preparing for a five round fight. Mykano fought what a couple a few weeks ago. I remember him fighting not too long ago. He had a very very good display, good win. Maybe maybe a month ago at this stage, it's hard to know the way the <laughs> the world of MMA goes so quickly. But um, yeah, that fight. Look, the way I see that fight going, if it was, if both of them had um. Had the amount of time to uh, to prepare and everything like that, and both of them were on an even keel, kind of going into the fight. I would pick Dos Anjos anyway. I just think, I just think Dos Anjos's kind of ability to get inside and land big shots is what my Cano struggles against sometimes. Like he's good when he can keep a guy on the outside. Uh, we can kind of jab him up if it goes to the ground. He's very good jujitsu, obviously, as well as we are we've all seen down through the years. But I just feel like Dos Anjos is a good guy at getting on the inside now against against the top fighters maybe not but Mikano I don't think is the top top in the world he's obviously top 10 and maybe even top 5 if if he gets the right run going together but I think against that level of opponent I think Dos Anjos is good enough <clears throat> sorry to get inside to land some big shots I, I'll say it again though and I said it in, in uh, some of that preview and um, some of my other previews this week it's it's interesting to see where Dos Anjos is in his career because he had a great win last time out and he's looked good in, in you know throughout his career and he's he's a guy who's taken different steps at different times so he had he he had a great run then he had a few setbacks then another great run win the won the title then another few setbacks and then looked good again recently. It's interesting to see like how long a good run will last at this stage of his career, you know because. When you get to that level and you get to the very top, it's very, very hard, as we've seen with numerous fighters throughout the earth. It's very hard to stay there. And it's also very hard to consistently get back there if you have lost it, if you know what I mean. And for Dos Anjos, that would be the one issue for me. But I think on short notice against Maikano, a more favorable matchup, I think, than Fazayev. I, I don't think that will show up in this fight. And that's the reason, really, I'm going for him. I think it's a good, favorable matchup. Uh, I think it's five, it's five rounds as well, as I said. That I think that will suit Dos Anjos preparing for that. Maikano, having not prepared cardio-wise for that. Like, will he go out? Um, remember, remember Masvidal that time he fought uh, Usman? And he just went out and he tried to knock him out in the first round. That's probably a wise thing to do. Now, I, I think Mike Cannon will probably back himself and not do that and fight his normal fight. But will he fight and adjust a certain way to, to fight that way? Because it's five rounds, maybe. And will that help Dos Anjos? Maybe as well. So I, I think, look, everything points in the favor of Dos Anjos here. Everything. I think good style matchup. Good notice, preparing for five rounds. Mikano, all credit to him for stepping in. I think he deserves massive credit for this. Uh, but uh, I think uh, I think Dos Anjos will win this one. Um, right, my next bet, I am. Um, I'm going for Edson Barboza to win. Uh, he is plus one three two to win a slight uh, underdog in this fight, and really, I I think it's about fifty fifty in this one. If you if you're give me if you're to give me a fifty fifty price if you're to give me a bought uh, plus one hundred I would pick Barboza I think I I just I just feel like 
you know, someone someone said it the other day. I can't remember exactly who it was. I give him credit if I, if I remember, but they said Barboza has beaten better fighters than Mitchell. And that that is true. Now, Barboza is another guy who's been around a long time, but I don't think he's looked particularly bad or anything like that coming down to 145. He had a couple of issues in his very first fight, I think, but I think he's looked good since then. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't think much of anything, to be honest, from that point of view in terms of where he is in his career. Um, so I j- look, the main reason I think this is Barboza, we, we saw him against Habib, right? And that's the the perfect example of someone if you want to see him against the wrestler and how they look. He was he had the ability at times to get away from Habib while still throwing shots. Now most people can kind of get away while not throwing shots. They try to throw a shot and immediately they get taken down. Now that did happen to Barboza eventually, but throughout the fight he found little ways. I I always talked about that. You know, McGregor as well. He, when he was talking about fighting Habib, he was like, I only needed on the feet for a second and all of that. And that is legitimately true if you have very good cardio and if you have massive power uh, against Habib, right? Or against a, a wrestler like that. Um, and um, Barbosa is one of the only guys to actually show that to be true. Now, without knocking him out. But remember, was it in the third round of that fight, he hit Habib and hurt him? If he can do that, if he has the same mindset here that every chance he gets, he needs to hurt Bryce Mitchell without being like, you know, throwing kicks to the body to try to knock him out with a body kick and getting taken down. You know, not anything stupid, but smart stuff, throwing big shots inside while circling, trying to counter him um, by by kind of stepping one way and then stepping the other way. And Bryce Mitchell goes this way and you're trying to catch him with a, a check right or left hook or whatever it might be. That sort of stuff, and he's very good at that, and that's the reason I like him in this matchup, and I like like that knee inside. I, I don't know. I feel like when I view this fight, when I see it, I just see a knee inside from Barboza and him catching Mitchell inside. Like Mitchell, he's I, I, if I might be mistaken here, but I believe he's still at his old gym. He hasn't like gone to a, a new gym, and he's and he's you know maybe it'll take him to the very very top. Um, but I think against a guy like Barboza who's been in there with some of the very best and trained with some of the very best, um, it's going to be tough. And I, you know, I think someone like a Frankie Edgar, I don't know if Barbosa trains with him anymore, but he used to in the past anyway, I know that. He's the perfect type of matchup, I think, because he's fast, gets low on side, um, and he's the perfect type of training partner I think you would want for uh, f- uh, for Bryce Mitchell. No. Conversely to that, let's let's say Bryce Mitchell does get him inside and takes him down early and often and keeps taking him down. That would be the Afton Bar, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, it, look, obviously he can win. It's a very, very close fight. I, I'm uh, as a fighter, <laughs> and specifically as a fighter, I'm a big fan of Bryce Mitchell. I think he's very, very good. Um, just at this point of his career, I feel like this is this is a big test. Look, it's a big test. There's a reason why it's minus one, three, two. Edson Barboza with his ability and his uh, career. You know, against someone who's only what ten or twelve fights in, or fourteen fights in, or something like that, probably should be, um, you know, probably should be more of a favorite, even though um, Mitchell is undefeated. But there's a reason why he is, because he's very, very talented. And sometimes for guys like that, they need a fight like Barboza to bring him on after a loss. But sometimes with guys like that, they beat everyone in their wake and they keep going. We'll see what that'll be this weekend. But I'm going for Barboza. I think he can get. I think he's going to win by by a knee inside. That's what I think. I think he's going to knock him out with a knee inside, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Right. My next bet. I'm going for Alex Oliveira plus two seventy. Now we'll, uh, let me check that price again because that was fluctuating. I saw. Yeah, he's still plus two seventy against Kevin Holland. Um, 
The reason I'm going for that, right, and this is a this is a difficult one because th- these are two guys, Kevin Holland and Alex Oliveira, who when they show up, they're very good, but when they don't show up with the right game plan, sometimes they can be uh, very bad. Is not the wrong word, but not great. You know, I think I think Alex Oliveira. Look, okay, Kevin Holland first. We've seen his issues over the last few years. His takedown defense is an issue. Uh, obviously, on the, on the feet, he looked really, really good, and even on the ground against Jacare, remember he knocked him out on the ground. Um, he he can fight on the ground and everything like that, but his takedown defense against the cage, um, you know, fighting for those positions is just not good. Now, I think he's gone to AKA, hasn't he? He's definitely gone um, to, to train elsewhere and to improve that. So we could come out here and see a different fighter. He's gone down in weight as well, which maybe will help, to help him with strength. Alex Oliveira, I believe, has fought a 155, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that will help him in terms of size and everything like that as well. So if uh, Kevin Holland can improve in that area, I think he is... Probably, uh, you know, I, I would probably have him as a minus 300 favorite here if he can keep it on defeat, even though Alex Oliveira is very good in defeat and I wouldn't completely rule him out in defeat. But I think Kevin Holland, um, if, if he stops this messing and talking and so sometimes talking works for some people like Bobby Green back in the past. You see, it didn't really work for him. He changed it up. Now he's still cocky and confident, but he's very good. Look, someone like Nate Diaz, a camera for him. He can do it all the time and others like that. For um, for Kevin Holland, it just doesn't work. He needs to get away from that, and he needs to concentrate on the fighting on the feet when it gets there. Um, but the, 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 the kind of point there was, if he is concentrated on the feet, he is very good. Now, having said all that, his takedown defense and his wrestling wasn't great recently. We all know that. We've all seen it. Um, and the other point is like, okay, will he turn up? Will he turn up with great takedown defense? Will he turn up with terrible takedown defense? Could be the winner and losing of the fight. For me, Alex Oliveira, he's a guy who can turn up and he can have a great, um, he can have a great uh, game plan or he can have a terrible game plan. If he turns up with a great game plan to go and push Kevin Holland against the fence and take him down, I think he will win that fight. And I think even if Kevin Holland has improved an awful lot, I think Oliveira... Oliveira will keep going, keep pushing him against the fence and win that fight. Kevin Holland in the past as well, he has shown improvements in his takedown defense. But also when you get him like three minutes against the cage, he eventually kind of, I'm just going to say, gives up in, in that position. Not gives up in the fighting, but he gives up the position. And I feel like that's something that has uh, we've really seen from him over uh, over the last few fights, and that's something that is bigger than any takedown defense or any um, uh, any uh, any technique. That's about heart and different things like that. And if he if he doesn't have that, Alex Oliveira certainly does. If he shows up uh, as the Alex Oliveira that we we've seen before, and he will beat him in that area, and that's why I'm picking him really. I think he will show up. I think he'll realize what Kevin Holland is like, how to beat Kevin Holland. And I think he has it in his locker to do exactly what is needed to beat Kevin Holland. Um, and I think this is a very interesting fight. This is one of the most interesting fights uh, on the card, honestly. Um, I think it's... Um, I, I think it is... It, it, you know, if Kevin Holland can keep it on the feet, as we've, uh, as we've, seen, um, as we've seen before... He he will prolong the fight long enough for uh, you know to to kind of give him a chance. But what he needs to do, what he really really needs to do is make Oliveira pay. He really 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 needs to make Oliveira pay because if he doesn't make Oliveira pay uh, while it's uh, while the fight is on the feet and Oliveira gets another chance to take him down, put him on his back, it's just going to be such a long night for Kevin Holland. So he needs to be intelligent. Avoid the clinch, avoid the takedowns, but make him pay as well when when the fight is on the feet. Um, 
Uh, sorry, I was, I was just, uh, you probably saw me getting distracted there in the middle of it. Uh, for some reason, it like popped up and uh, Umar and Magomedov fight, who was my next bet, had kind of disappeared. But I'm looking here and he's still on the card. So I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was a glitch here or something. But yeah, my next bet anyway is uh, Umar and Magomedov uh, to beat Brian Keller inside the distance. I'm going at plus 140. Now, straight up, uh, he is minus 650 uh, over Keller, but inside the distance at plus 140. I, I think, or 145, sorry. I think that is a good bet now look I like Keller a lot I think he's a very very well rounded fighter he's a hard out as well but Nurmagomedov his ability you know he's well rounded ability his ability to take guys down obviously when you see the the name Nurmagomedov um, is is just going to be very very hard I think for someone like Brian Keller because when you get to when you know when you get to a place against Nurmagomedov where he is just on top of you and making it so hard, it's it's really going to be a, a, a night that you just cannot make any mistakes in. Like, if you look at his record, he is uh, 13 wins, 1 KO, 6 submissions, 6 decisions. Like, when I see this fight, if you're imagine this fight in your head, like... How do you see it? I what I see is a rear naked choke <laughs> by by your Nurmagom- Umar Umar Nurmagomedov at the end. That's what I see. That's how I think it'll happen. I think he'll take him down. I think he'll land a lot of ground and pound. He could finish it with ground and pound, but I I I was looking at the submission. We'll get into that price again in a second here, maybe uh, if if it's up. But I just think inside the distance, that's a good price. One plus one forty five for a guy who is minus six fifty and almost certainly going to win. No disrespect to Brian Keller; he's a very good fighter, as I mentioned. Uh, but I think inside the distance, that price is very, very good. I, I think the one thing with Keller is he he will. You know, I said earlier on about guys like trying in fights and, and landing the shots and trying to land those big uh, haymakers or whatever you might want to call them. Sometimes they work for guys and sometimes they don't. I think for Keller in a fight like this against Umar Nurmagomedov, it's just not going to work. And I don't know what is going to work, to be honest. I really don't. And if he he would get into that position where he has been taken down and then he can't get up and then he can't get any offense off, he can't get any shots off, he can't get any submissions off for the bottom position, and that's very, very hard to do for 15 minutes. It really, really is against someone like Nurmagomedov who is so good uh, in that weight class. And at bantamweight, you know, Obviously not the heaviest guys in the world, so sometimes it's easier to get you know get off the bottom and get back up, uh, especially for Keller, a guy who's so good and won so many fights. Was he twenty four and, and and twelve in his career? Um, be against someone who's probably going to be dominant against him, like an Omega That's going to be tough. So I, that's uh, that bet daring off for the Magomedov inside the distance at plus one forty five. Right. Um, that's my four bets for the car. This is my flyer bet, so this is separately. That, this can go on my record now, my permanent record. Uh, <laughs> I'm over. This is like of of the five bets. I think this is the fourth time I've gone for the main event by submission. But here we go again. I'm going for Colby Covington by submission at plus nine hundred. Now, look. Do I think this is the most likely outcome? No. Or do I, look. Do I think this could happen? Yeah, I, I do. I look. I think Colby. Look. How do we envisage this fight happening? This is the third time I've said it now in this video. Well, I think we envisage here, or what we envisage here, is Colby pushing Masvidal against the fence, making it a dogfight, trying to get him down, trying to get on top. And I think he will do that. You know, and I think we will see long periods of Colby Covington on top in this fight. I think Masvidal has good takedown defense. He has improved takedown defense throughout the years. But I think Colby and Usman are a different level in, to anyone else in this uh, in this welterweight division. 
And Masvidal, who's you know not the biggest guy in the world, he's fought down at 155. Although there isn't that much of a size disparity against him. I think Colby is a guy who who keeps his weight down very very well. I think he is a guy. I think you could go up and fight and weight, even though he 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 weighs. Uh, you know, he he might look like the biggest guy, but I think that's on purpose more than anything else. To be honest, um, but that that's kind of beside the point. I think Masvidal. Look, he'll obviously be trying to, to stop the takedown here, be trying to sprawl, he'll be trying to do everything to get off of Colby and land, land these shots on the feed. But I just I just think Colby will revert to type and push him against the cage and try to take him down. Now, the problem there is for Colby, he hasn't been fighting like that recently. And look, he's fought Usman twice, so how could you expect him, I suppose? You have to fight a little bit differently against Usman. But I think a lot of people, myself included, wanted to see more of that from Colby in those fights to give him a better chance. Like going out there, uh, having a kickboxing match with Usman, look, which he was forced to do for large periods, don't get me wrong, you can't just go out and take down Usman. But the game plan, it felt like from moment one, wasn't directly to take Usman down, you know? Um, And sometimes fighters get out of that mindset and get out of that game plan and think that they have change everything up they've improved in all areas and they're better now whereas they're actually probably better the, f- the first way they fought and should probably go back to fighting that way if Colby Covington thinks he's better now than he was before in terms of game plan not in terms of a fighter I'm sure he's, he's absolutely a better fighter but in terms of game plan I think he has a chance to lose this fight but I don't think he's that stupid I really really don't I think he will revert to what Colby Covington was on the way up push guys against the fins pull him down and make it a dogfight. And if he does that, I think he will end up finishing Masvidal. May, may, you know, maybe go to a decision. Masvidal is very, very tough. But at this stage of his career, I don't know if I see Masvidal kind of holding out for five rounds of that abuse, to be honest. And I think Colby will end up finishing him. You know, the plus 900 for submission, that's the one I'm going for. I think he could submit him. Like, I could see a four-round rear naked choke here or something like that for uh, for Colby. This is not going to be like Colby jumping in for a triangle or jumping in a guillotine or anything like that. This is going to be him... Almost TKO and him, Masvidal turning up his back and him getting the rear naked choke. That's how I see this fight going. Honestly, I said at the start, maybe this isn't the bet I'd go for. Maybe it actually is, to be honest. Maybe it could be a TKO from that position as well, but I wouldn't be uh, at all opposed to uh, to this, and I think this is a very, very likely outcome at plus 900. Yeah, I, I will stick with that. Right, let's uh, run through some of the other bets. Um... Obviously, we, we will start here with the main event and, and the straight-up prices and some of the other prices. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so Colby is a minus three twenty favorite um, here. Masvidal plus two fifty. A little bit of change in there, um, but around Colby goes from like minus four hundred to minus three hundred, which I think, I think the minus four hundred is um, a better price in terms of uh, reality uh, for Colby. I think I don't see many ways Masvidal wins this. To be honest, uh, the over under one point five rounds. Uh, the under is minus, f- or sorry, yeah, the under is plus two sixty. The over is minus four hundred. The over two point uh, five rounds minus two forty. Over three point five rounds minus one seven five. No value there. I would definitely, uh, I would definitely avoid that. Uh, the fight, 
goes to a decision that's minus one three five uh doesn't go to decision plus one or five probably avoid that uh, as well Masvidal if you fancy him to get the KO he's four to one uh Colby Covington to get to KO is three to one or TKO it could be ground and pound as well Masvidal submission is uh plus two thousand and uh <laughs> I don't think that's very uh very likely and as I mentioned plus nine hundred for uh for Colby to get the uh the submission Ma- um Colby just to win inside the distance this w- would have been one of my bets if I hadn't gone for the flyer that is uh, plus 210 I think that's great value absolutely that would be one I would be going for if you don't like the flyer if you don't like the submission so yeah that's absolutely one I would uh, I would go for there and there's there's lots of bets up in this and on best fight odds so you'll have uh, you'll have plenty to, to look at there uh, the Bryce Mitchell at some Barboza fine uh, minus one five two uh, for Bryce Mitchell. He's the favorite. Barboza is plus one thirty two. Barboza to get the TKO if you fancy that is plus two seven five. Mitchell to get the TKO is plus nine hundred. Wow, wow! If he gets Barboza down and lands lots of shots, I could see that happening. Um, Barboza to win by uh, inside the distance is plus two ninety. Mitchell to win inside the distance is uh, plus one seven two, or to win by decision plus two two two. So, very very interesting, uh, very very interesting stuff there. No, sorry, yeah, plus two five seven. Mitchell to win by decision. So, I think there's some interesting bets there. You know, I I really do. The, the you know the most likely outcome there, I think, probably is a decision, maybe. Maybe, but I, I, I still think Barbos is going to catch him. But anyway, um, all right, my cano against uh, Dasanius obviously earned a lot of props up for this. This one has just kind of become official here in the last 24 hours or so. Minus 170 for Dasanius, plus 145 for my cano. Then Oliveira uh, is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, plus 270 against Holland, minus 310. Greg Hardy, plus 185 to minus 215 there for Spivak, the over under. The over 1.5 rounds is minus 155. The under is plus 125. A heavyweight fight, you know, betting the under 1.5 uh, rounds. The under 2.5 rounds is minus 160. I like that a lot. Honestly, that's uh, the under I would bet there. Jalen Turner is a slight favorite over Jamie Malarkey. He's minus 155. Malarkey plus 135. Uh, love this fight. Marina Rodriguez minus 250 uh, plus 210 for Yan Zhaonan. I think that's a little bit uh, a little bit long there. I think that should be a little bit closer. Kennedy and Jukwe against uh, Nugumarunu. Um, they're just about to say a minus 137 for Njukwe um, and plus 117 for Nick. Uh, Maria Agapova, minus 175, plus 150 for Marina Moroz. Love that fight as well. As I mentioned, Urmarin Magomedov is plus, uh, is minus two, sorry. Umar Nurmagomedov is minus 650. Brian Keller plus 475. Uh, Ulban Bekov is minus 210 over the the, uh, the veteran Timothy Elliott at uh, plus 180. And then we have a couple of other fights. Smith is the favorite, minus 160 over uh, Ludovic Klein, uh, who is plus 140. And then Justin Jacoby is a minus 182 favorite over Mikhail Olanchuk at plus 154. So I'll read you all my bets again. I'm going for Rafael Dosanya minus 170 to win straight up I'm going for Edson Barboza plus 132 as well to win straight up and Alex Oliveira at plus 270 to win straight up I'm going for Inside the Distance Umar Megamedov against Brian Keller at plus 145 and then for my Flyer of the Week at 9-1 to one, it is going to be Colby Covington in the main event to win at by submission at plus 900 Right, that's it for me. Thank you very much for listening and watching. My name is Sean Sheehan for SharedDog.com, and I'll see you all.
next time.